Presented by the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. Tonight we present The Prodigal Son, a drama based on a parable told by him who lived the greatest life ever lived. In the olive groves near the shore of the Sea of Galilee, a great crowd has gathered to find comfort in the Master's words. One man, dirty and disheveled, looks around to see if others notice the marks left by chains that were once affixed to his wrists and his ankles. He searches their faces, hoping to find there some sign of forgiveness. But they draw away from him. Alone, outcast, he turns to leave. Suddenly there is a stir. The master will speak. The man stops. As if to plead for this ragged outcast, the master begins to tell a parable. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. You want to take your inheritance now, my son? Why? What's the trouble? No trouble, father. I just want my portion of the family wealth, as I said. But aren't you happy here on the farm? Don't we prosper? Wait. I know. You've quarreled with your brother Asa again. Asa and I don't get along too well, that's true. But that's not the trouble this time. Then what is it? For four generations now our family has worked this farm, and now you want to leave? Because a man's father and grandfather were farmers doesn't mean he has to be a farmer, too. This life isn't for me, father. I want to get into trade and commerce. Is that a better life? Do tradesmen eat better food or drink sweeter milk? Do they breathe better air? In the city, a man makes his money more easily, and he makes a good deal more of it. That's the kind of life I want. And if I can have my share of the family's wealth, and I only want the part that's coming to me, I can go into a business of my own. Take my advice, son. Keep your share of the farm. Years from now, you'll see the wisdom of my advice. Father, I won't be denied my chance. I want the money. I say it's a mistake, son. The land is the only thing. It's here to feed you and your children after you. You can trust the land. Stay here. Work hard. In a year, this whole idea will be forgotten. You think it's an idea that just came into my head today or yesterday? No, Father. I've had it a long time. Ever since I was a child and watched the caravans pass on the road. Ever since I was old enough to know that the whole world isn't just wheat fields and pasture... I can't forget it. Not in a year, not in ten years. 
I'm determined to go to the city and live my own life. I see. I never imagined you felt so strongly about it. Well, I do. All right, then. After all, can a man be a tyrant to his own son? You may have the money. Thank you, Father. And you won't regret it. I'll go to Baghdad. I'll succeed. One day I'll have a large business of my own. And I'll be rich. You'll come to live with me. You'll never have to work again. I hope all you say is true for your own sake. I wish you only the best, my son. Be successful. Be great. Be all the things you dream. Rebecca! Rebecca! Yes? Who's calling? Oh, Judah. The way you're dressed. As though for a long journey. Yes, Rebecca. It, it's finally happened. I'm going. Going. Oh. You don't like the idea. There are tears in your eyes. Oh, really, it's nothing to cry about. Why not? When you get to Baghdad... You'll forget me. Oh, could I ever forget you? I've heard about the women of Baghdad. There's no woman in Baghdad could compare with you. Don't you understand, Rebecca? I've got to have my chance. But don't worry. When I'm established, I'll send for you. We'll be married. Let me go and wish me luck. All right, Judah. I... I wish you luck. And I hope I see you again. Soon. My friend, you like our city? What? Why do you choose to speak to me, sir? The way you're staring at everything, I can see that you're a stranger here in Baghdad. <laughs> do you like what you see? Oh, yes. It's fabulous. Wonderful. We never had anything like this back where I come from. I dare say. After all, Baghdad is Baghdad. When you've said that, you've said all there is to say. By the way, my name is Micah, and if you wish, I could show you around our city. Well, that's very kind of you. Though, why you should trouble on my account... Oh, think nothing of it. The pleasure I get from seeing people enjoy themselves in our city is reward enough for me. Now then, what's your taste? Food? Parties? A game of chance, perhaps? Or uh, are you one who appreciates the beauty of women? Oh, I have no time for any of that. Oh, you don't? No. I'd like to see the, the marketplace where commerce is carried on. You see, I'd like to find a place where I could get work. Work? Yes. I must get experience before I go into a business of my own. A business of your own? Oh. Well, that's a wise lad. But uh, it takes uh, money, you know. Oh, I don't have to worry about that. I've plenty of money. Indeed. Well, how fortunate for you, my friend. First, then, the marketplace where we shall observe the pursuit of commerce... Although other young men in your position might be more interested in an attractive face, a woman's intriguing eyes. Ah, there are many exciting women here in Baghdad. Uh, yes, but then you did say you wanted to see the marketplace. Well, come along, my fine young friend. Oh, the excitement of this city. 
The color, the people. That's the way Baghdad is every day of the year. And the women. Men come from all parts of the world just to admire our women. And I can see why. Look, that woman there. Isn't she lovely? Well, now, see here, lad. If you stop and stare at every woman we pass, we'll never get to the marketplace this afternoon. Or uh, perhaps it might be better to let that part of it go until morning, huh? When you're uh, fresher and your mind is more alert. I am rather tired from my long journey. Yes, then I tell you what we'll do. This night we'll spend in one of those gay parties for which Baghdad is famous. We'll let it be my welcome to you. What do you say? Food, music, beautiful women, huh? But tomorrow you take me to the marketplace? Of course. Now come along with me and I'll show you what enjoyment can mean in fabulous Baghdad. This is a gay party. Be gay. Yes, Micah. It's even finer than the last party we gave. The women are more beautiful, the food more delicious, the music even finer. I told you I'd show you how life is lived in Baghdad. Now, here, let me fill your cup again. Oh, wait, Micah. I keep thinking. Thinking? At a time like this, who wants to think? Here, drink up. But tomorrow we do go into the marketplace. We've put it off long enough. If you insist, but that's tomorrow. Come try some of this fine bird. Ah, here's tender, succulent meat for you. Go on, taste it. And then later, I have a surprise for you. Uh, Micah, that girl there, is she a friend of yours, too? Certainly. These people are all friends of mine, else they wouldn't be here at our party. You'd like to meet her? Oh, I would. Of course. I'll call her over to... Uh, may I talk to you? What do you want here now, innkeeper? Well, sir, this party is so great, it'll be costly. I must have some assurance that it'll be paid. Do you hear the man, Judah, worrying about his money? Well, show him. Go on, pay him. Pay him? Why? Well, what is it, Judah? But I paid for the last party and the one before that. Oh, come, come, lad. Don't let's quibble about money. Go on, pay the man. And meanwhile, I'll go and invite that young woman over here to sit with us. I'll be back, Judah. Well, young man, I'm waiting. My money. Oh, yes, of course. Here, let me get my money pouch out. Well, Judah, better luck next time. Well, that's over with. I might as well go home now. Well, it's your own fault. I told you not to stop playing. Why did you? But I'd already lost over 600 pieces of silver. When your luck is bad at the gaming table, that's the time to keep playing. Bad luck must change sooner or later. Well, come on. Yes, if you'd done as I said, you could have won everything back in the next hour or two and probably won a great deal besides. But what if I'd lost? I'm telling you that sooner or later, your luck would have had to change. And if it hadn't? Well, then we'd have come back another night. Not if I'd lost and hadn't been able to pay. Hadn't been able to pay? What are you talking about? Well, Micah, I guess I can tell you. After all the parties for your friends, the costly food and drink, it's gone. It's gone? My money. All of it Gone. Oh, I see. Well, uh, that does put a different complexion on things. It means I'll have to find that job in the marketplace first thing in the morning. 
You'll come along with me. Point out the best merchants to me, won't you? Tomorrow morning, first thing. Well, it's been a late night. Dawn's almost breaking. I don't think I could be up that early. I'll stop by your house and wake you if you wish. No, I don't think you should bother. What do you mean? Well, now that you're thinking of going to work, you and I won't be seeing much of each other, I'm afraid. Why not? Well, a man who works hard by day spends his night sleeping. With me, it's quite the reverse. You'd better forget about my company for a while. I think I'm beginning to see. What you really mean is that now the money's gone, you don't want to have any more to do with me. Is that it? Oh, I didn't say that. You don't have to, I know. After all, I can't pay for the parties and the fine meals and the kind of living you and your friends have been enjoying at my expense the past few months. That's it, isn't it? Well, now, there's no need to become angry, lad. After all, you did have fun, didn't you? And I paid for all of it. You never once paid for anything. As a matter of fact, I'm beginning to understand a great deal. That money, the money I spent so freely and foolishly, even that money I lost tonight. I think you get a part of that, don't you? Well, don't you? Now, you won't serve any good purpose by making such accusations, and you certainly won't accomplish anything by getting angry. I warn you. It's true. All of it. You've made a fool out of me. You make it sound like a difficult job. Well, believe me, it wasn't. <laughs> Laugh at me, will you? Well, you ain't got away with this. You won't. Oh, you... No, you don't. Dare. <laughs> Little fool. Green as the grass on that farm he used to talk about. Well, I'll just let him lie here on the street. Come dawn, someone else can find him and worry about him. stirred at last. Huh? Well, where am I? What happened? I found you this way on the road, unconscious, bleeding, and without a coin in your purse. Huh? You searched me? Why not? I said to myself, Meshach, search the man. If he's got any money, treat him well, and he'll give you a reward for your kindness. To tell you the truth, when I found you had no money, I was tempted to leave you, blood and all. But you didn't. You took care of me. Why? Because I felt sorry for you. And when I can feel sorry for a man, he's lower than I am. And that's pretty low, my lad. Now then, what's your name? Judah. I come from close by Hebron. My father has a farm there. Yeah. And you came to make your fortune in Baghdad. Yes. How did you know? You're not the first who's been swindled in this evil city of ours. Well, now that you've learned your lesson, dust off your clothes and go back to Hebron and be a good little boy from now on. Go back? I can't. And why not? The money. My share of the money's all gone. I've wasted it. Money my father worked long and hard to make. How can I go back and face him now? What will my proud brother Asa say? Yes, I can imagine that. Oh, I was going to do such great things. Build a great business. Be a successful merchant. Famous. And all I did was... Well, never mind. Oh, that's the way of youth. You're no different. So, what do you... Who'd give me a job the way I look? 
And I need food to eat, a place to sleep. Well, well. <laughs> it looks as though Meshach the pig tender is about to rise in the world. What do you mean? I shall have me a fine assistant. If I can talk my employer into hiring you. Oh, would you? It's not much of a job. The food's bad. Your living quarters will be no better than a pigsty. But it will keep you alive. Oh, as long as I can keep body and soul together, I won't mind. Well, on this job, your body will have contempt for your soul. And your soul will get sick of your body. But it will keep them together. For what that's worth. Come along, assistant. Well, don't stand there, Judah. Pour out the slop for those pigs. Yes, Meshach. Look at them eat. I've often thought a pig is better off than a human. They don't care what they eat. We care, but we eat it just the same. You're right, Meshach. The food that our employer gives us is no better than the pigs get. How do you stand it? Oh, I'm an old man. I'm tired of fighting the world, so I sit with the pigs and it gives me time to think. Yes, when you get to my age, food makes little difference. But you, lad... You had a hungry look ever since you've been here. And my belly's felt empty every day for months. I've asked for more food. All he says is if you don't like it, leave. There's no place to go. That's right, boy. Times are bad. Why, back on my father's farm, every servant has enough food. Bread and meat and cheese and milk to drink. My father's servants don't live and eat like pigs. Ah, but his son does. Yes. But tell me, Meshach, if you had a son and he did something wrong, would you refuse to see him again? If I had a son, if he did something wrong, who can answer a question like that? Would you even refuse to hire him back as a servant? From pig tender to servant? That's quite a step up in the world, my boy. Forget about it. But I could make him a good servant. I know all about the farm. I could work long and hard. I'd earn everything he gave me. If you were a stranger, your chances would be better. You haven't forgotten what you did. Why should your father forget? No, Judah. You're a pig tender now, and that's what you'll always be. But why? Because it's the way of the world, that's why. But if I... I... If I humbled myself... Humbled yourself... <laughs> a pig tender humbling himself. <laughs> Even the pigs would laugh at that. <laughs> I could tell him that I know now that I sinned against him. Wouldn't he understand? You'll find in this world that when you're down, no one has any use for you. You're down to stay, my fine friend. Now and for the rest of your life. Down? For the rest of my life? No, Meshach. No. I will rise and go to my father.
glad that you finally agreed to come back with me, Meshach. Believe me, it's for only one reason. You'll need a friend after what you're about to find out, my boy. Perhaps. When I traveled this road before, I had a fine camel. And my coat. It was new and clean then. To think that I was the respected son of a good farmer little more than a year ago. Now I come back a poor, ragged, filthy tender of pigs. We'd better get off the road if we don't want to be trampled by that camel. Yes, and hurry. He's coming fast. You there! You too! Yes? What do you want? You look familiar. Do I know you? I... I don't think so. Uh, I thought at first... Say... Aren't you, aren't you Judah, the son of Samuel? Well, aren't you? Do I look like I've ever been in this part of the country before? Well, maybe I've made a mistake. But then maybe I haven't. <laughs> and if I haven't, well, uh, <laughs> they'll all have a laugh over this. He recognized me. You know him? Of course. He's Simeon, a farmer in this part of the country who's always disliked my father. Oh, this will give him a chance to make a laughing stock of my father and me. Is that so important? Maybe we ought to turn back. I shouldn't disgrace my father and his old age. Father, father. Yes, Asa, what is it? What's the trouble? Have the cattle broken out of the north field again? No, father. This time it's something else. Simeon just rode by the field where I was sorting the sheep. Yes, and what did he say this time? Another of his insults? It was an insult, all right. But this one may be true. What do you mean by that, Asa? He said he saw two filthy, ragged men coming toward our farm. Passed them on the road. Well, the roads are free, and if some ragged men were heading this way, who can stop them? What business is it of mine? Well, he said one of the ragged men was Judah. Judah? It can't be. Judah's dead. Didn't I go into mourning for him after we hadn't heard from him for a year? We never heard that he was dead. Yes, but if he were alive... If he I... were alive, it would be just like him to come back and try to get more money. I wanted you to be prepared for him when he got here. So he couldn't take advantage of you again. Judah. Alive. What are you going to do? Do? I'll go. I'll find him. Come with me, Asa. Please, Father, don't hurry so. You're not young anymore. I must find him, Asa. We don't even know if it is Judah. Besides, Simeon didn't say he was sure they were coming to our place. I think we should turn back. Turn back? How can you say such a thing? How? What has this brother of mine done that we should go seeking him? Wait. There are two men. Simeon said there were two of them, didn't he, Asa? Huh. You call those men? One of them is about Judah's size. A little thinner, but it looks like him. Uh, wait, wait. You men, wait. Please, Father. Don't try to hold me back, Asa. Stop, please. 
It's very important. At least turn around and let me see your faces. Please turn around. All right. I'll turn around. Father. Judah. Look, he said, it is Judah. So it is. Hurry, hurry, we must greet him. You can run to meet him, but not I. After all. I shall go to him. Judah, my son, my son. Father. My son, Judah. <laughs> Judah, let me look at you. I know how this must hurt you, Father. I, I don't look like I did when I left here. But I can go. No one need ever know I was here. Oh, my boy, you do look thinner. Is that all you see? Look, my clothes. So ragged. I'll disgrace you. Your ragged coat? Does that worry you? Here, take mine. No, Father, please. Here, take it. And my ring. I want you to wear it. I want them all to know you're my son. Here, let me place it on your finger. There. You see? And when we get home, we'll kill a fatted calf, the fattest in all my flocks, and we'll celebrate... Father, a... what on earth are you doing? Hey, sir. Father, I saw you put your own coat on him. And then your ring. What does this mean? Asa, I am welcoming back my son. After what he's done? Father, I came back to be your servant, not to claim the right to be your son. I'm not worthy of that. Can you deny me the right to call you son if I want to? I don't deserve it. You deserve what is in my heart to give you. He went away. He wasted his money. And now you give him a great welcome. But me, I stayed home. I worked hard. Who does me any honor? Hey, sir, hey, sir, there isn't anything I possess that doesn't also belong to you. But can you deny me the right to celebrate the return of the son I thought was dead? No. For after all, isn't he still my son? Come, Judah, come home with me and bring your friend. Tonight we'll all celebrate. Rebecca will be there. She's been waiting for you, son. Yes. This will be a day of great joy. My son has returned at last. The man in ragged garments looks up now toward the master. He straightens his shoulders. He forgets his tattered clothes and the marks the chains have left on him. As he looks about him now, the faces are no longer stern and forbidding. But there is softness and compassion there. And the ragged man feels himself once again welcome among his brothers. As he hears the master say... So I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents, more than over ninety and nine just persons who need no repentance.
You have been listening to The Prodigal Son, another episode in the greatest story ever told from the greatest life ever lived. Greatest Story Ever Told was a presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.